Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I'm your host. All right, so for this next little mini-series, I'm actually going to dive deep into my backstory and really give you kind of an idea as to where this podcast came from and what it's taken to be able to develop it up to this point. I'm going to dive deep and really try and share as much as I can to help you understand you know, that at the end of the day, we as individuals, we really are all the same. We're all on a similar journey, even though we may have different obstacles or, you know, different things that we have to overcome challenge-wise, we are still on that same racetrack. I know I've talked about it before, but I really want to dive more in-depth onto what that looks like and give you a little bit of uh, my journey. All right, everybody. So I'm going to just dive right into this. Um, This is going to take a couple of episodes to really get through, but I want to give you kind of an idea as to where, um, you know, where my entrepreneurship drive came from and where this idea for cash flow came from. And really what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you my story, um, tell you a deep insight as to what my life looked like uh, over the past years and how I've been able to get to where I am today. Um, and continuing to grow, you know, in the trenches, just like each and everybody else out there um, on their own journey as well. So to give you kind of an idea, we're going to go way back. I was probably about um, 14 or 15. And I, you know, up to this point, I had definitely been um, really aggressive and trying to make money on my own. Uh, And I was the typical rebellious nature, if you will, um, you know, growing up and I don't know where all of that came from, but, you know, to give you kind of an idea, you know, I think back like, okay, when I was probably even before 15, I was probably 10 or 11. Um, I wanted to just start doing my own thing. And so I went and I started knocking on the neighbor's doors and I said, Hey, can I mow your lawn? Um, and you know, basically start a little business uh, generating revenue. And so I did that and I did that for quite a long time. I remember, you know, I had a a rider lawnmower um, that was my dad's and, you know, I'd mow his lawn and then I'd go mow a couple of the neighbor's lawns. And I always remember that one of the biggest pain in the butts was riding the lawnmower through this apple orchard um, that one of the neighbors had. They had a bunch of apple trees and the apples would drop and, You know, most of the time they wouldn't pick them up. So I would either have to pick them up or, you know, for a while I would just run them over. But I remember coming home, you know, day day in and day out after mowing this lawn and I had just apple juice and pear juice and plum juice all over me because I didn't want to pick them up. And so it would just spray on me between mowing and then, you know, edging. Um, I just have all this freaking juice all over me. It was the most obnoxious thing in the world. 
And, you know, then I think back to some of those experiences. Um, you know, if I were to pinpoint some of the things that I learned, I'd say one of the things is just perseverance and just continuing to do it, even though, you know, I got to points where I didn't want to, I wanted to be done with it. Um, I just kept going because, you know, at the end of the day, the reward was worth it. Um, I was probably making way more than most of my friends at that point. And it doesn't just come down to money, but it was coming down to learning experience, right? I mean, I was, I was a hard worker. I, <clears throat> I didn't take no for an answer. And if I wanted to achieve something or do something, I just found a way to make it happen. Um, I remember fast forward a little bit and I was like, hey, I want to go get a job at a bike shop. Um, I love bikes. I want to learn how to work on them. And so I walked in one day to a bike shop and I just said, hey, I'm looking for a job. I'll learn how to work on bikes and, um, you know, I can be a great asset. So, you know, here I am at 15. I'm working at this bike shop, 50, maybe I was 16, I guess by then. But um, I was working at this bike shop um, and, you know, I learned how to use like a register and I was selling these five to seven thousand dollar bikes to people um and i learned how to work on some of the bikes in the shop too with the techs and i just kind of helped around the store and stock stuff and um i remember one day and i'd worked there probably god i don't know six or seven months and it was the end of the ski season and uh the it, it was july 4th actually so it doesn't happen very often here in utah but this year it did where um, one of the resorts was open on July 4th and I walked in and I just said, Hey, I want to get the day off, um, tomorrow or the next day. I can't remember what it was, but to go, to go skiing, it's July 4th and you know, the resort's open I want to go ski. And my boss was just like, um, yeah, well, you got two options. You can either get back to work or, um, don't come back in. And I said, okay, see you walked out the door. And said, I'll be back in two weeks to get my last check. And that was it. I mean, I walked out. And, you know, I look back and I go, okay, man, that was kind of stupid. But at the same time, I learned something very valuable from that experience. And that was, you know, at the end of the day, um, if we're always working as hard as we can to add value to other people, then at the end of the day, that value is received um, much greater by that person versus us needing the value from them, right? So you could say a monetary value, well, I need a paycheck. Well, I really didn't need a paycheck at that point, right? I was 15 and I just wanted to learn and get experience. I wanted to add value to somebody else. And I had that upper hand to where, you know, for for me, it was just like, look, <laughs> you're not going to go let me do um, something that I really, really want to go and do. There wasn't even a negotiation. There wasn't even a conversation. That's just the way it is. And for me, I don't really need that. So I'm going to just go ahead and say, okay, see you later. Appreciate you. Um, you know, I'd like my last check and I'll, uh, I'll see you later. And that was my last, you know, real job per se, um, you know, as I grew up. And, uh, you know, I look, look back then and I fast forward and I said, okay, after that, um, I had a buddy and I that we loved hanging out. Um, I was a big you know, skier in the summer would be mountain biking and playing and hiking and skateboarding and longboarding, you know, just anything we could do to be outside causing trouble, um, you know, and doing whatever we could. But, um, I remember my buddy and I just sitting there one day at his, at his, uh, parents' house and we were looking at the windows and they were kind of dirty and we we're like, man, we should just go wash windows. And so 
we look at each other and we go, well, we could totally do this. So we went and asked his mom if she had some like window washing stuff and asked if we could wash her windows. And she, of course, she was like, well, yeah, sure, go ahead. And so we did that and we washed her windows. Uh, we learned a thing or two. We learned that it uh, might take a little bit more work than we'd anticipated. However, we said, hey, I bet we can make some money doing this. So we went and started knocking on doors in his neighborhood. And we just said, hey, we're washing windows. Do you want yours done? Um, you know, we're here to wash them. And the neighbor was like, yeah, we actually do. Um, can you give us a bid? And we both looked at each other and we're like, what the heck is a bid? And so we just said, you know, we look at each other and we look back at the at the lady there at the door. And we said, yeah, give us a minute. We'll go walk around and we'll we'll uh, look at this and figure it out. And so we're like, well, how do we do this? How do we, um, how do we gauge how much it is per window or anything else so we just made it up we're like why don't we just say a dollar per pane and so you know we walked around the house like three times because we wanted to make sure we counted all the windows right and we came back to her and we told her how much it was going to be and she said yeah okay that sounds great um and we said cool we'll uh, get to work right away then and so he and i started on it and little did we realize that we had majorly underbid the job and there were way more windows than we had anticipated because we didn't think about the inside and the outside. And it took us a lot longer, but guess what? We finished it. Um, we did a good job. She was pumped. And after that, we just said, hey, we can actually probably make a decent amount of money doing this. You know, as time went on, he and I did a few more houses together. And then I just kind of went off on my own and kept doing it. And he, you know, was doing other stuff. And you know, we got to the point where got those 15, 16, 17 year olds, we were making 50 to hundred bucks an hour washing windows because we'd gotten really good. We'd gotten a system. We were just getting after it. Um, and we had learned the game and window washing, you know, throughout the next 10 years of my life, uh, was always a fallback. It was always something I knew I could go do, you know, and make, um, make some quick cash because I had built that skill and had really started to understand how to do it. Now, that kind of gives you kind of an idea as to what, you know, early on looked like. If I rewind a little bit and go even, you know, further than that, um, I think back to, you know, when I was in second grade, um, I actually got held back. And, you know, I as a kid, I was like, man, I'm a failure. Um, you know, what the heck is my deal? Like, I'm a slow learner, blah, 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 blah. But these are some of the things that, you know, I mean, friends would make fun of me and, you know, all this and that and the other things. And, um, you know, I just remember thinking back to some of those early days and just thinking to myself, well, like, I'm definitely different. I think differently. I don't, you know, like just going along with what everybody's telling me to do. And I had a hard time with school. I mean, I just had a hard time with school from a very, very young age. Um, my parents, like my mom had me tested for all sorts of different things. And, um, she even had me like tested for a hearing test, um, because they said I didn't listen, which then they determined that it was selective hearing, um, which was kind of funny. Um, and my dad was kind of pissed cause he spent all this money on this hearing test to find out that I could hear. I just didn't want to hear. And I heard what I, you know, I wanted to I only heard what I wanted to hear, um, you know, and, and that's kind of what my early childhood looked like. Um, I also, 
you know, at a young age, my brother and sister and I were, were all adopted. Um, so I can relate to that area quite well. Um, my brother and sister both, um, connected with their uh, birth parents. My sister's actually pretty good friends with hers. Um, my brothers didn't go, you know, quite as he had anticipated. And then I never really have reached out to mine. Um, I just never really have had a desire to per se. Um, recently, uh, I actually had a Facebook message from a relative of my birth mom and she reached out to me. And so I taught, you know, was talking back and forth for a minute, but then realized that God, this is not some direction that I want to go. This is like a whole other can of worms that I really don't even want to get into, um, especially with everything else going on, you know, in my life and, and what we're up to. It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And I just don't even want to go there. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to, to do that. And, you know, you might think about that in a way that's weird. You might think about it in a way that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, at the end of the day, like this episode, I really want to just be as completely transparent as I can and, and walk you through um, my mental dialogue. I mean, there's so many things that go on in my brain on a continuous basis as, you know, as everybody else too. But I want to really give you kind of some insight into what my life looks like and what we're going through because I feel like the more transparency um, that I can deliver, the more that this is going to relate to each of us as listeners, right? And so that's really my goal uh, with doing this. Anyway, back to, <clears throat> you know, where we were. So we're all adopted. Um, growing up, my mom had a disease called lupus. She was diagnosed really early on. I think she was 19 or something when she was diagnosed with a, a disease called lupus. And it's basically like a MS type um, degenerative disease. And this, uh, you know, I remember growing up, not really thinking a whole lot about it. My dad was an entrepreneur. He um, at the time was in the lawn and garden business. So he owned a, you know, a shop that did snow throwers and, and lawnmowers and stuff. And you know, I've had conversations with him since, and he's like, that was the worst business ever. I absolutely hated it. But what I learned was that, you know, I had to just continue to persevere until I could get out of it. Like, I couldn't just stop doing it. And, you know, he, he remembers one day specifically, he was driving down the hill to work, and he was just like, this is, like, if this is how my life is going to be for the rest of my life, like, forget it. I need to do something different. I need to make a change. And, then at that point, he started to think through how he could do it, think exit strategies, think what he needed to do to get out of it and move on to the next thing, which he ended up getting into the car wash industry. And I'll talk more about that later. But that's the uh, the beginning of, you know, his area. Um, and my mom, again, you know, with her disease, she it was very difficult for her to do a lot. I mean, I just remember her being really sick um, a lot of the times and uh, my dad was amazing. He'd just step in and he was there to, um, you know, just help around the house and help with my mom and, and try and get us off to school. And, you know, he was kind of juggling both sides of the equation there. Um, and that was really neat for me to see, uh, just how involved he was in our lives. Um, you know, as my mom was so sick and, he was able to just step in and, and do certain things because he did own his own business and he was able to uh, be a little bit more flexible than maybe, you know, other families at the time. So, you know, as, as time fast forwards, I remember, um, 
just growing up and having this, this crazy dynamic. But what I knew, you know, at the end of the day was my parents loved me uh, unconditionally and they were willing to help my brother and sister and I do whatever it took to really become the best that we could. Um, you know, you fast forward a little bit, getting into, uh, you know, junior high and we started skiing a lot with my dad. Um, every Saturday we'd look forward to going skiing and that was just like our getaway and something fun to do with him. And he would, you know, get up early and go do his work stuff. And then he'd come home and take us. And then he'd, you know, he always, like, I never really noticed. And I think that's kind of a funny thing to look back at too. When you're young, you don't really notice all the different things that happen, um, in your, in your life. But at the same time, you, uh, as you look back, you kind of pick up the pieces as to what the reality really was. Um, but nobody ever really talked about it. You know what I mean? So anyway, you know, we, we would go through, you know, skiing and we'd go on trips and sometimes my mom couldn't go and, and it just, it just sort of worked out. We just sort of did our thing and I had an awesome childhood. I mean, I didn't, I can't think anything that was bad in my childhood. I mean, we grew up, um, with amazing parents that loved us and, and wanted us to succeed and do anything, you know, do some amazing things. I just remember one of the greatest lessons I learned from my mom was that she always had this incredible passion and desire to serve and to help um, people. Like we'd walk into a grocery store. I remember being little, I remember, you know, I mean, this happens now even. We walk into a grocery store, you go anywhere, and all of a sudden some random person is telling you, her their life story and I'm standing there you know as a 10 or a 12 year old thinking good grief mom can we go home already because it's been a half an hour since we've been talking to this random person that we don't know and they're telling us their life story and she just sit there and listen right and she would just sit there and listen and and you know nod her head and just be so engaged in that conversation and that was such a, an amazing thing for me to learn um, at such a young age and that was a lesson that you know, I saw over and over and over again. And so it really developed in me a, this this desire and this vision of, you know, wanting to care and wanting to serve and wanting to help other people um, just because I saw it and I had such a, an amazing example of that. My dad was the same way too. I mean, he was always involved in different activities in the community or, you know, in church or whatever the case was. And it was fun to just be a part of that and watch him connect with, um, the youth and to have fun on, you know, activities and scouting events and all these different things and just to be engaged and present in the moment. And so those were a couple of examples of, of things that I learned, you know, from an early, early age that have helped me throughout my life tremendously. Um, so you continue on and I was in seventh grade, I was going to a private school at the time and, you know, I was kind of a rebellious kid, like I mentioned earlier. And this was such a funny moment because um, I actually <laughs> I had some friends and they made a bet with me that if I shaved my head, they'd give me 50 bucks. And so I was like, well, duh, okay, I'll do that. And it's like not that big of a deal, right? You think shaving your head anyway. So I shaved my head and the, the school had a dress code policy. I hated the school. I hated being there. I wanted to leave. I wanted to go to regular public school. Um, just ungrateful kid, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I ended up shaving my head. 
my mom finds me. She's freaking bawling and makes this whole big ordeal out of it. It's the end of the world for her. Um, and anyway, long story short, they end up calling the school and the school's like, well, he's suspended until it comes back. And I was like, well, freaking forget you. I'm out of here. Let's sign me up at the public school that's in the neighborhood and I'll go there instead. Um, and so finally, I guess I won on that negotiation by taking, uh, excessive action and to punish me, my dad took me down to the car wash. He'd gotten out of the lawn and garden business and into the car wash business. Uh, he took me down to the car wash and there are, you know, the pits that are in each bay. And as punishment, he just said, well, okay, you got to shovel the mud out of this one and put it in this one, which really like that didn't need to happen. He even had a buddy come by one that day when I was doing it. And he's, the buddy was like, um, what, what's he doing? <laughs> And I didn't know. I didn't care. I was working at the car wash and I was happy. And I, I was like, man, I freaking could be in school right now. And I'm not. This is awesome. This is the best thing ever. And <laughs> so that was kind of always my attitude. Like, forget school. I'd rather be working. I'd rather be making money. Because um, you go to school to what work and, and get a job. And then you can go make money. Like, forget that whole step. I'm just going to go make money. I'm going to figure it out on my own. And I'm going to get my education that way. That just makes you know, so much more, so much more sense to me than going this traditional way. And, you know, that just, uh, that was kind of the whole mentality that I took, um, growing up. And that's where, you know, things really began to change for me as far as, um, you know, what I wanted the course and the direction of my life to be. So that concludes this episode of the Wealth Rise podcast. Feel free to tune in tomorrow for part two of this mini-series um, diving into the backstory of the big deal, the Self-Reliant Wealth uh, Dave Deal host. Um, as always, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really does mean more than you know. Make sure to check out our website. If you know anybody that owns a business or might be a great interview, have them go to selfreliantwealth.com right on that main front page. There's a link that they can click that will add them to um, a calendar and they can schedule a time to be interviewed. So that would be, you know, an amazing thing if, you know, if you're listening to this and you want a shout out or if you know somebody that just has an amazing story, please, please feel free to send them uh, that direction. I'd love to get them on and interview them because really, you know, that's what makes this podcast so great is the different stories um, that go into it and really just you know, learning who we are as individuals and knowing that, hey, look, we are all running this path together and we can do it together. As always, remember, infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action and go out and make it a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Alliance podcast. I just wanted to take one more minute to thank our sponsors. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.